Hi everyone, welcome. Alexis Donnerke here, CEO and founder of Manager IQ, a place where managers can join, develop and thrive. We're running a manager interview series, which we're really excited to bring to all the managers so that we can showcase fantastic management, get hot tips and really learn from each other. We've got Lindsay Fisher here today with me to have this amazing conversation. Um, Lindsay is in New Zealand and has worked in both New Zealand and London, has had a wonderful career to date in banking, recruitment, insurance and um, business finance as well. Lindsay is also currently the director at Need Recruitment, a fantastic recruitment agency that services both New Zealand and Australia. Anyway, welcome, Lindsay. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem whatsoever. I've just given such a brief introduction about your career to date, but why don't you tell us a little bit more and I guess specifically in the areas where you started to become a manager? Yeah, I suppose um, my background mostly has been either in sales or customer service. Um, so coming up through the grades in retail banking. Um, and then you know, I ran my own business for a while as an insurance broker um, before getting into recruitment and then transversing across into business um, finance. But my leadership journey sort of started in the bank um, after about 17 odd years in, in various uh, vocations doing customer service and sales. So um it was a conscious decision to make that step to get into the leadership space. And um, the bank that I was with is, you know, it had the advantages of being a large corporate. So you have a lot of structure, you have a lot of training um, around that leadership piece. So that gave me that that grounding. Um, and that grounding is something that I, I use pretty much every day um, in my current role. Um, so I run a small team of three um, in a business finance business. Um, looking after customers and, and making sure they're getting what they need uh, from us as a business. If we think about that moment when you first, I guess, even decided that you wanted to head into the management role, what are some of the things that you did um, or the organization helped you with to get you even in a position to one, go for a manager role and then be successful? Um, I suppose it's around, um, you start having to think about others rather than yourself so through your career at the start you're thinking about mm -hmm. what do i need to do to get myself to that next level um and it is quite a mind shift to go from that mindset into how can i get this team to the next level or how can we achieve together to get what we need to get done mm -hmm. uh, so i probably you know went into, went into leadership um more in that mindset of thinking about myself this is what i need to do to get to the next stage i need to get into leadership so i can climb that corporate ladder um but then once you're in there it takes a little while, but you just you you know you eventually realise that it's not it's not about you anymore. It's about your team mm. uh, because you can't do everything, and you need your team to perform. Um, and you can't just make it happen. You know you've you've got to engage with them. You've got to find out what motivates them, and that's that's that help that you get um, in a well structured training area is helping you transition that mindset, and then understanding you know what the questions are that you need to ask, what are the discussions you need to have, um, that it's not one size fits all, that each person's mm. different and they've got different motivators. And, you know, in, in that sort of environment, you can try things without breaking it. Um, but, you know, you need, you can't, I don't know, the, a lot of businesses, I suppose, take really high performers and move them into management, mm. but don't put that structure around them. Um, and then what the business does is it, it loses the high performance and it has a, you know, a so-so manager on board. Um, so I think that's that's one thing where if you want to make that transition, you've got to look at what's the support around you because it's there's a lot to it. There's a lot to learn. It really is. Yeah. 
I mean, there's so many things there. There is, I, I love Simon Sinek and I've been listening to a lot of his podcasts and so forth. And one of the things that he does mention, similar to what you've said there, is that managers often believe I need it. You know, they're here to work hard for me now. And, you know, like suddenly they have all these people that they want to have the power over. But he says, actually, you're actually there for them. You know, you're not, they're not there for you. You're actually there to help them and enable them and ensure that they're happy and motivated and engaged. And I think that you've touched on that. And and I think you're right. The journey that you had with, um, you know, you go in there and you think, okay, well, it's, it's about me. And then you have to transition to it's actually about them is something that's felt with a lot of managers that I've spoken to over my time or I've, you know, coached and so forth. And, um, you know, a bit of a shameless plug here, um, Manager IQ has developed a new manager development program that actually helps managers rethink their mindset around what the role of the manager is and also helps them get set up. And the thing that you also touched on was around making sure that you have that support network around you. So the program helps you, you know, find out who your key stakeholders are, how you can engage them in conversations and so forth. But I'll put a, I'll put a link to the to the program for anyone who might be interested. So now let's think about was there a kind of a defining moment for you where you thought, OK, I actually have this manager role down pat. Can you think about a time that maybe that was a aha moment for you? Uh, no, <laughs> I think it's a constant evolution, right? Yeah, I don't think you're ever fully comfortable because um, you never know what what's going to come next. Um, and a lot of it is to do with the it can be related to the personal lives of your team, because that's that's where the real um left field you know mm -hmm. situations come about and you're like oh and everyone's looking at you you're the manager yeah so I've, i'm it's on me now i've got to make this call on on whatever it is so whether it's you know bad behavior and, and disciplinary or whether it's rewarding or whether it's just someone's in a tough spot and what's the right thing to do by them and by the business and and keep all those stakeholders holders there so um you know you've you've got your like your, your building blocks of it, you know, you, you're doing your standard stuff, your one-on-ones your -on, on a regular basis or your team meetings on a regular basis. Um, everyone's got a development plan. So that's all your one-on-one, -on -one, you know, your one-on-one stuff, um, getting it there. But I think it's more, it's each individual person, as you click with each one, you get those smaller ha's along the way. And it's mm -hmm. like, ah, that's what, that's your thing. That's how you respond or that's what you need to hear or that's how I work with you. And then, ah, you're completely different and I need to do it this way with you. And so rather than I've arrived, it's I think I've worked that one out. I'm still working on these ones, but I think I've got you. So, um, you know, and it is, you know, a, a team is a collection of people that work together. So they didn't all choose to work together. They, mm -hmm. they want to do the job. Um, and it's finding the ways of knitting them together so that you get the, the result that you need and the business needs. So I suppose it's more smaller hearts on each individual person along the way. Yeah, I love that. And it just showcases the versatility that you're applying to each individual person and, you know, tapping into their needs and tapping into what motivates them and, and knowing that what one thing might do for another might not actually do the same or have the same effect for, for that other person as well. So I think that's such a fascinating um, comment that you have there. Do you want to talk us through a challenge that you faced as a manager and how you overcame it or even if uh, you can Think about it as broad or as specific as you like. Um, yep. Um, so being in, in um, the bank land previously in retail, so managing branches, um, managed a couple of different teams. And the last branch that I went into um, had been underperforming mm. and really had to work out, you know, 
what what some of the reasons were, and there were there's lots of reasons, but you know, went in with an open mind and, and just tried to listen and understand and, and see what was there. But um, in retail banking, it's it's a changing landscape with online banking. There's there's less foot traffic, um, and some of the banks have you know they've got big footprints, big branches that used to have you know 20 27 staff, I think the one I had, and then you're running a team of seven in mm. in that cavernous sort of space, um, and so the teams can be quite you know, they can be quite stretched apart. I had this big, long banking chamber and the guys weren't working as a team. So you've got a front line, you know, you've got your, your tellers and then you've got your sales guys um, and you needed them to connect um, mm-hmm. because it's it's a referral. It's a referral to sit someone down and, and talk to them about a need. Um, and so I had an L-shaped chamber and I had my teller line at the very back and I had my sales team halfway up sort of the top end. Um, they, they're so far away they couldn't hear each other. So um, I had a bank of desks, bank of offices closer to the, that front line, and I had our lead salesperson, um, who was a mobile mortgage manager, in one of those seats. It's like, right, I need to move you because I'm a mortgage specialist, just does the home loan piece. I need you in a different spot. Now I need my guys that do bank accounts and personal loans and credit cards and that there because that's where that mm-hmm. interaction is going to be. So for me, after all, I was like, okay, that, that might work. You know, let's try this. Let's see if we can get some communication. Mm-hmm. Everyone can hear. Um, and that lead person didn't want to give up that office. And mm. said, look, you can have my office, you can have any other office you want. I just I need that one for these reasons. Uh, no, no, if, if that happens, I'm going to go. It's like, okay, well, I need it. So, um, you know, I had some pressure from those above me because it's, you know, why are you cutting off this exceptional salesperson that's doing all this work mm. for business? And for me, it was a transition from, doing great in this i'm doing great in this one bucket in terms of sales but everything else is failing and gone are the days where you could just do one thing and and sort of it was okay like you need to spread everything you needed to hit all these numbers so the only way i could see doing that was to get the whole team operating so i had to make that decision to go i'm going to cut my top performer so that i can bring the rest of my team in together on the chance that this thing's going to work and get more production so did it um that top performer moved off to another space. I brought my team up and had them in there. And I think the second day I was standing doing a doing an observation on one of my front line and a customer came in and they were looking for an appointment for a product, personal loan or something. And there was no one free. And so the, the teller was going to book them into the booking system. And then the staff member just across the chamber walks over and said, oh, I've just finished early. I can see you in a minute. Just take a seat. And I just went, this works. Yeah. You know, I, I might have traded off, I don't know, 10 million of home loaning for a $15,000 personal loan, but that was the start. And that showed me if I can bring this team together, the tellers, they're like, great. I've, you know, they're looking for a referral. So they took their box. Great. They've got a happy customer who came in for something and could see someone straight away, which is rare these days. Um, so I had to I had to make a call and, and forego what was safe to try and get this team operating better. Um, and it was still a work in progress when I left that branch, but... You know, it was one of those calls where you went, I can just sit here and 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 get eighty percent, or I can try and move the move the dial. So, um, yeah, that was a call I had to make. Yeah, wow. There's so much of that as well. It's around you know not just focusing on one, but focusing on the whole, like the whole team, and making sure that as a collective they all kind of lift and elevate and are in an environment that they can thrive. The challenge between 
upper management and yourself, you know, like that's such a squeeze. And um, we talk about that a lot in manager IQ around um, it is the role and responsibility of the manager to be able to clearly communicate up the chain what is going on and what are the decisions and why you're making those decisions um, and, and vice versa. I've always, I've always felt some of those roles, you, I've always thought you're the meat in the sandwich. You know, you've got your team pressuring up. I need this. I need that support. I'm not happy here. I need. And then you've got your leadership coming down. You need to produce this and you need this and we need to see this. And and so you do. You feel that squeeze if those if you can't get those things in sync. And a lot of times you can't because the demands coming down aren't going to work on the floor that's, a, that's below you. So how can I how can I work with that plan and get what they need without destroying the team that's underneath me by, you know, putting um, unbelievable expectation on them? So it's, mm. uh, you know. Management is a meat in the sandwich type role. Yeah, and absolutely is. And I actually use that frame as well in the program around being the meat in the sandwich. And you know, I find a lot of it's around communication. You know, so it's how you're able to clearly and transparently communicate up what the team are facing, how, what they're going on, and on an ongoing basis. Like this team is really busy. Um, they're you know thriving, but they've got high quality, but they might be have pressures in these areas. So if you bring input more on, it's going to actually you know, hurt or impact those things. So how can we try and limit that? But if the ma if the management don't know or upper management don't know what's actually going on on a day-to-day -day basis, they're never going to know the impact of their decisions. And that needs to be done so you guys can articulate it when new decisions come down. But um, it's it's a challenge doing being that meat in the sandwich, I must say. I've, I felt the squeeze myself numerous times. And um, you're trying to do the best by everyone is, is no easy feat, but, um, you know, can be an exciting challenge for managers, I think. All right, let's let's leave on, I guess, any hot tips that you might have for uh, managers out there that you would want to share? Um, I think for me, if you're, you know, whether you're new to management or you're an existing manager, and you're moving to a new team. Um, I think that's that's the most critical time is when you're either building a new team or inheriting a new team or a team that's new to you um, is really just to listen and mm. figure out what is going on without putting anything in place immediately or without making judgments immediately, because you you do get a lot of information um, coming from the team. These are the issues or that person's the problem or this is why this doesn't work or this is great and we don't want this to change and that sort of thing. Um, I've seen it a lot um, where managers have come in and just felt that they had to rule with an iron fist and go, I'm here and this is the way it's going to be done mm. and just decimate a team and take six months or longer to try and, you know, it's almost like, I don't know why this isn't working. It's like, because you just obliterated them at the start. You just broke all trust. They were already concerned about getting a new manager, and then you just completely wiped them off the park, and it's going to take a long time to rebuild. Where if you go in and listen to understand and really see what's going on, then when you do implement change, which you will because you need to, um, then you've got a background as to why. And the everyone, the why, why, why are we doing this? Why are we changing this? And you can go, well, this is what I've seen over the last three months. These are the areas that are the issues, and this is what I think will fix it, and these are the reasons why we're going to make this change. And you take that breath of, oh, I suppose he's right. Or, you know, you, you can have an engaging conversation and say, you know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You're trying things. You know, uh, management mm. isn't isn't a, a perfect art. You don't get everything right. But at least you're coming from a place of knowledge and understanding mm. rather than just, Ta-da, I'm here, I'm a great manager, and we're going to put in my programs, and it's just going to happen. Um, yeah. So that's that's probably the, the thing I've seen the most where, for me, I feel some managers fall down is, um, you know, cutting off that trust immediately with the team and trying to implement too much too quickly. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is it, does, it takes time. It takes time to get those moments where you clue in with someone. Um, mm -hmm. They might not 
open up in a one-on-one in a formal environment. They might not open up over a coffee if it's every, you know, it, it'll be at odd times. Um, I'm somebody like, I talk to my team a lot. Um, mm. So if I've come in from seeing a client or come in from a meeting or what the business is doing and my team sit, you know, very close to me, it's like, I've just had this conversation. This has just happened with this person. This is going on over here. Da, da. So mm. I'm constantly giving that. Um, not, it's not a, probably a, something that I, uh, I consciously do to inform them it's just the way i operate but my team seem to resonate with that because they've they've got a feeling of ownership of what's going on you know i might be leading a client relationship but if they know everything about it as well in the back of my mind if i'm not there they might be able to say oh Lindsay normally does this when that happens to that client or this client mm-hmm. likes this because i've heard this you know, several times from them or whatever it might be so i'm sort of seeding those that information into my team um but the payback is they're engaged with that client. They're engaged with that process. They're engaged with the business because they know what's mm. going on. So really clear, open communication lines. Um, you know, there's no point hiding stuff from them or not not sharing it. You know, sometimes it's, hey, this meeting went really bad. I tanked. It was horrendous. They just nailed me on this, this, and this. <laughs> but they might they might have plans to come into my shoes at some stage. So it's helping them develop and go, oh, yeah, I don't know how I would handle that conversation. Or, oh, actually, you know, and, and that's the question. Well, how would you handle it? Oh, I just, you know. I went on down this track or I tried this. Um, so every, everything's an opportunity to engage with your team. Um, good news, bad news, whatever it, whatever it is. And then it's not that sort of contrived, okay, here's our one-on-one time and we're going to have this really great conversation and everyone's mm-hmm. on edge going, oh, what does he want from me? Um, because if I'm talking openly and honestly and, and authentically, then you tend to get that back. So mm-hmm. that for me is the main thing. Yeah. Oh, I love those, Lindsay. That was such great hot tips. I think people can take that away and and implement that themselves. Um, I just want to thank you so much for all of your knowledge that you shared with us today. You know, it's been quite inspiring to hear some of the things that you've been talking about and it really resonates with some other managers I've spoken with as well. So thank you so much and um, we hope to see you here again soon. Absolutely. Thanks very much.